Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 35 of the Quick Resume podcast. Today, we have the winners of the Game Awards, all of them to talk about. We have our own impressions of Halo, as promised last week. And we have a few other bits and bobs as well. Thanks for coming. Lovely. Skull, everybody. Thanks thanks for being here with us today on this wonderful Skull. day. <laughs> Skull. Doesn't that drink? Doesn't that, that mean drink? I thought it was like high. What skull, skull. drink? That's why everyone drinks it. Everyone drinks it. Everyone's like shouting it in Assassin's Creed Valhalla like, all the time. Yeah. While drinking. <laughs> skull, everyone. Um, I don't know why they do if you shout hello and downing pints. <laughs> hello. Because but... I don't want you shout when you die. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, well, I mean, hello. Welcome back, everybody. If you're new here, my name's Deck. Hi. Um, over there's Tim. Um, this. Hi. This is um, truly, it's, um, I feel a bit weird, you know, now that Halo is out, because we've been talking about this for so long, and I finished it. <laughs> it's just, I'm just like, have. I felt like an empty void in my heart, um, and I just wanted to like clarify, this is a spoiler-free episode, so like, we will talk about our, um, our campaign impressions, um, but we're not going to go into any spoilers, we've clarified where... I like I said I finished it and we spoke about where Tim's up to off camera, so don't worry about any of that. Um but yeah, man, I mean you you've had quite the um quite the journey this week. I you? got sick. <laughs> I always get sick. We were saying this last episode as well, because I was I was feeling a bit, my body was giving me signs. I always get sick on my time off. Yeah, literally because what well, we we recorded Wednesday, didn't we? Um and yeah, I kind of had a bit of a an early night with the boys. Uh, my body was feeling a bit weird, and I woke up the next day and couldn't move. And I just spent like twenty two hours in bed, uh, ate like a piece of toast in the dark, and that was my Thursday. So, um, yeah, I literally just couldn't. I was I was feverish. I was hot and cold. It was it was so it's so weird when you have those sort of symptoms though, because like I was like sweating in bed, and then. An hour later, I got up to go put like pajamas, like a t-shirt and trousers on, and then get back under my bed because I was shivering cold. And then I woke up again in sweat, and it's just like, what do you want from me? Like, how am I supposed to sleep when one one minute I'm freezing and one minute I'm sweating? But um, did you feel like? But luckily, I did. Yeah, I had those weird things like because I had uh, I was on a fair amount of drugs and stuff like that. the pharmaceutical kind for anyone listening um mm. and uh yeah i had those weird things i i, I don't know when you're sick and you're on like a lot of like parasite and worse sort of thing i get these i have like dreams that are just on loop and constantly repeat themselves and i become self-aware of it and it just makes me not be able to sleep 
and like I sleep in like 30 minute intervals is so weird and like every time I close my eyes the same thing happens the same like dream schematic so to speak and then I wake up and then the same thing and I wake up and the same thing and the same thing and I just do that all night like a death loop yeah, I just get caught in like some horrible <laughs> dream loop, and then I, I'm like convincing myself I'm like I need to like not dream about the same thing so I can like break the loop sort of thing, and then no, <laughs> just can't. And it is Jeez. it's solely because of it because as soon as I got over it, I was just dreaming like normal again. I just went to sleep, and my mind felt so free and unlocked. Wow, it felt almost like Halo Infinite's open world, you know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow, <laughs> That's quite what high segue. Praise. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, so I got sick. So my Thursday was pretty much non-existent. <clears throat> um, I barely played the campaign on Wednesday because... Wait, no, it came out Wednesday at 6, didn't it? Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, so I played it a bit, but I was feeling a bit dodged, so my head was kind of hurting. Thursday didn't play at all. Uh, Friday was still recovering, all that sort of thing. Basically, I've played a little bit of the campaign. Um, I haven't played much. I haven't really been gaming that much since um since we last did the podcast so uh so yeah that's basically been my uh my my little catch up it sucked basically my last few days have sucked yeah i mean that does suck but i mean we've got we've gotten some good you got some at least you got some decent campaign time in we got some good multiplayer time in you know got that got that yeah nice sniper skin this one have you, you, you haven't got that yet have you no thanks for rubbing it in there it's really cool Thanks, <laughs> it's like matte black and green it's really cool um i saw some people online saying they didn't like the look of it and i thought that was a bit weird because i think it looks pretty dank but hey ho opinions are like assholes everyone has one um brilliant well i mean i guess um i guess it's probably a good place to just start with where we're at with the campaign really i've got like a sneeze creeping up on me i can feel it it's, like really it's all right, man. Creeping up. Stare at the lights. Stare at the lights. It helps. <laughs> okay, we're good. All right. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I feel like that would be a good place to start uh, because I, you know, I have nothing really to report other than the fact that I've just been smashing out Halo. Um, I've been like collectible farming <laughs> like after afterwards as well. So mm. hit me with it, man. You're, I guess, with where you told me you're at, I guess you're like maybe five or six hours in. Uh, ba, 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 ba. yeah, I guess so. Yeah, pretty about. Th- I'd say pretty about four. Yeah, okay. about four hours. Um, yeah, I've done like maybe two, three main missions, and then uh, a lot of side stuff. Um, just in the sort of open world. Um. And yeah, I mean, my my overall opinion of it is is very positive so far. Um, you know, uh, I, I I'm currently playing it at because I have a I recently upgraded my TV and I have the option to now play it at 120 hertz if I wanted to 120 frames. Um, I, I I've decided that I want to play the campaign at 4K 60, and then I'm gonna do the I'm just gonna do multiplayer at, at 120 frames because I feel like it's benefit. I don't really care about the textures and the detail that much in multiplayer as much as I do uh, something like campaign, and it is quite pretty um, the the campaign. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I've been playing it at 4K 60. Um, yeah, visually very very nice i do like it a lot um so far uh 
I haven't had any of the whole environmental um, drought that we were talking about. Um, I actually think it's quite well well versed at the moment. I agree. Um, like with the like the sort of ship you start on, and then you you know you you're on the ring, and then you know you're basically going to other places. I don't want to spoil it too much, but I haven't. Basically, I've actually kind of been dancing between biomes quite nicely. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I imagine it just starts to get a little bit much when the game opens up quite a lot. And there's just like your map's just full of shit just to check off. And then you end up just seeing, you're just on the ring for ages, right? Just seeing the same trees and grass. Um, but so far, I haven't had that issue. Um, and yeah, the storytelling's great um, from from what I've experienced so far. Um, I think the writing's really good. Um, I think the voice acting is brilliant. I actually really like the um, the new AI, uh, whoever actually yeah. voiced her. I can't remember. They have name dropped her so many times. Yeah, um, it's, it's Jen Taylor. It's the same voice actress as Cortana. Oh, is it the same one? Okay. And right, she cool. does Dr. Halsey. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Quite the range. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah, she's she's really good. She's like really upbeat and sort of bubbly at times and stuff like that, which I think kind of um, sort of brightens the um, the mood a little bit um, away yeah. from just tension and just Chief just saying one-liners every now and again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I think that's that's really good. And obviously, I don't want to spoil the actual storytelling of the missions, but from what I've experienced, the dialogue and is good. And the, the setup so far is is pretty strong. Um, and then, obviously, we've talked about all the sandbox stuff and gameplay. That's obviously brilliant. Um, we kind of knew that going in, um, that that would be really good. So I'm really enjoying that. Although I do think the the surplus in fusion coils is ridiculous. Like, they want you to have a fusion coil in your hand at every fucking possible corner turn it just never gets um, old though it never gets I know, old <laughs> but like i've thrown so many they're just everywhere it's just like there shouldn't be this many like why do, why does everywhere just have like 30 explosives lying around like every box i mean they're like, like that's... power cores right i think <sighs> well no because you have fucking power seeds to do that sort of stuff in the forerunner bases, yeah. In the forerunner bases, but I don't know. But yeah, there's just loads, and I feel like it's just there. Then just being like, this is fun to do it, and like it's really funny because when I throw grenades at people, they dodge it every time perfectly, like amazing commando roll. Yeah. But then I have a fusion coil in my hand. I lob it. They just fucking stand there and take it to the face. <laughs> it's almost like they're coded to be like, just get hit by fusion coils to make them feel cool. You throw um, them so fast, though. Like them, but you fucking yeah. lob them. Yeah, but so do you with the spike grenades. The spike grenades are basically throwing knives. You fucking launch them. They're like javelins. Um, if anything, I'd say they go faster. and they, The enemies juke it every time. Um, but yeah, yeah it, is, it is really fun, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's basically the, um, the, uh, the, the overall summary. Yeah. Um, and I, I wish I could have played more. And... Uh, and yeah, the, the, the open world's great. Um, you know, it, it kind of opens up to you quite quickly, which I think is quite nice, but it doesn't overwhelm you immediately, um, which a lot of games do can can do. Like I know Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. 
it's just it can just be too much too quickly um but this one it's kind of just like gives you like a few things and then you do like one of those things on your way to the next campaign mission they don't put it like out outside of your reach so much um and then doing that explains more and you know they kind of just drip feed it to you until you 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 unlock quite a lot of stuff to just go through which i think is quite a nice way of doing it Mm. um and yeah, that's it's nice fun. it's nice and condensed um i found like the open world is not i mean it is open but it's like a condensed open world um and i kind of really yeah. appreciated that like i didn't need like because as much as there are vehicles you know you have your your fobs and you know your grappling hook to help traverse and that all feels good and fun and you know whatever i don't need to be driving around for like five minutes at a time and i just found like there was always there's always i don't go like more than a minute without finding something to do or being right next to a new collectible or or a spartan core or cosmetic or whatever it is um mm-hmm. and i i really appreciate that because the, the strength of the game is definitely it's it's combat and it's nice like going into these different encounters all the time um yeah and i i i, I, I just feel like the open world is really polished um in terms of its design um and i i you know with what you're saying earlier about the when we spoke about it previously and a lot of other people have criticized sort of the, the, the you know that it's just a single biome um as as much as i i would i would have liked to have seen other biomes but honestly i didn't really find myself getting fatigued of it um because i i feel like because the game was so because the world was condensed and um like it doesn't overstay its welcome. Like there's just a lot of variety mm-hmm. within that. Like there's so much verticality. Like it's, it's like, for example, if I think about, I think about Assassin's Creed, right? Um, Valhalla, I actually really liked. Um, and you know, you go up to the top of the towers, and you know, you see the whole landscape. It looks beautiful. It's all flat. It's all flat. Like you know, there's some mountains here and there um, that like go up a bit, but it's like it's nothing like this, where it's like you know, there's giant drops and there's like splits into space and you know stuff like that. Um, it's like so, mm-hmm. as much as there are different biomes in Valhalla, you know, that it's this is just it's less variety, but it's more condensed um, and varied in terms of other bits of Bob. So, yeah, I didn't find myself wearing um, getting sort of fatigued at that, which um, which I thought was good. Mm. Um. Yeah, and I guess I guess the other part was if we just sort of go back and forth on a couple of the um, elements of it, like you sort of obviously, obviously spoke about the combat as well. Um, it's yeah. it's nice. It's really I know it sounds silly, but it's really nice that um, it just feels like I'm playing multiplayer, but against jackals and brutes and elites and grunts. Um, yeah, because it just it just feels good, and everything everything I learned in the multiplayer just carries over. I, I'm like bag shotting jackals. They're like, what the fuck are you doing, Spartan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shooting their toes. Uh, um, yeah. Um, and I mean, have you been, have you like, what equi- equipment have you found so far? It's, it's not so um, well, yeah. I mean, if I do name the equipment, I, I mean, it's I got a piece of equipment. Is it not? No, no. It's, it's, okay, it's, it's, I guess it's not. Known. I've got the... I, I just recently got the radar pulse, which I haven't used yet. Because why? why? I just shoot stuff and grapple everywhere. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I basically just put my points into everything grapple so far. Um, 
and I'm ju- I've just got the cooldown reduced by like forty percent, which is going to be really really fun to just uh, keep using it more and more. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thing like like you actually said with the whole like it feels like multiplayer is like e- even a lot of the like TTK is like the same as like if you were to kill a Spartan in multiplayer as well. It's like the stalker rifle is like three shots to the elite um, with it with a headshot to finish sort of thing you can body twice and headshot and he dies just like you know you can three shot someone in multiplayer you know um so it does it does feel quite similar and it it doesn't feel too jarring just to jump into it um and it's also quite nice there's there's always just so many weapons to always just rotate your arsenal like everywhere you go there are racks of weapons and, and obviously enemies all carry loads of different weapons too so um yeah, I, f- I found myself picking up all kinds of stuff and just using it in in the situation, um, mm-hmm. like constantly. Yeah, um, which did. is really nice. Yeah, it's not just you're not just running around with a BR or an AR or a pistol. You know, you're you're constantly rotating guns because, I mean, there there's a lot of points to refill ammo and stuff like that. But when you're just jumping from enemy to enemy or camp to camp and stuff like that, sometimes you you don't look out for these things. Mm. Um, and I personally prefer it to just scavenge like whatever you find and just make use of that in the, in the situation rather than looking for like a kinetic ammo refill point. Yeah, it's just like well, no, I'd actually rather just yeah. I think do the, that sort of stuff. the ammo's in the guns was balanced really well. Like you have enough to get mostly through a fight, but you need you'll need to pick something up at some other point. Um, yeah to like keep going and like you said you kind of there are times where i've been like forced to pick up a plasma pistol and work with that um you know like mm. grapple it across the map and use it i'm like ah like single firing it on like an elite yeah. this is all i have to work with um and yeah that's part of that sort of emergent sandbox and it reminds me a bit of the you know i know people have made the comparison to breath of the wild a bit but it reminds me a bit of the whole you know weapon degradation like you know a little bit yeah um in that sense um but you know you're forced to to pick up new stuff um except there's you know there's obviously no inventory system or anything like that so you just it's just that it's just that loop of like use what you've got find something on the floor pick it back up and obviously there's all there's just a lot of nice little touches in there you know like for example gun uh, like equipment and guns will be missing ammo based on how much enemy shot you you know um, yeah yeah like nice touches that. like that that makes it feel quite alive um yeah, because there are times where I've like found myself like really rushing down a brute with a rocket launcher because I'm like, I know that's only going to have four shots. <laughs> I want as many shots as I can get. Um, things mm. like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, I, I mean, while we're talking about the gameplay as well, I guess mm-hmm. we should touch on... Um, I'm playing it on Heroic. Um, yeah, I think I you heroic. did as well. It's quite tough. It's actually, it's actually pretty tough. I've died <laughs> probably like 10 times already. Um, it is quite tough, it, it, especially when you run into like enemy encounters that have those shitty sniper jackals with like stalker Mate. rifles at the top. My god, they can just melt you. Well, they're like famous, like, I, aren't they? Yeah, but my god, it's just they're, it, crazy. they're so good. And sometimes they just rapid fire you. Sometimes I'm like full HP and he just clicks the trigger three times and I'm dead. And I'm like, well, okay, that guy just dis- the, the AI just decided I was dead there and I couldn't avoid it. Delete. Um, control delete. but it's cool because then I die and I'm like okay well now I'm just you know there was a part on the bridge there was like a bridge and there were loads there were like a, a couple sitting on some rocks and one in a tower 
And uh, because I died to him a couple of times, I was like, well, okay, this time I'm literally just going to take a right, jump off the bridge. I'm going to grapple my way up the rock, fling myself up into the tower, take him out, and then just shoot down on the enemy sort of thing. It just, I approached it in a, in a different way because the difficulty made me do that, which I think yeah. is quite, quite good. Um, yeah, rather than just, you know, just walking through like a one-man army, which I guess is what Chief is, but like, I don't know. It just becomes very one-dimensional if every encounter is just click on heads, you know, like... Um, so I actually quite appreciated the difficulty, and I think Legendary is going to be insanely hard, um, which would be quite fun. I yeah, I, I definitely agree. There is the, there is a, like a nice, like refreshing element to... Uh, like not just walking through the same encounter in the same way because there are times I've worked like that in games, like especially linear games, you know, where you just feel like you're smacking your head against the wall, um, and the yeah. same thing just happens over and over again. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You, you die. Checkpoints are mostly really good. I thought the checkpoint system was. I didn't once get frustrated yeah. by being at a checkpoint too far back, um, or you know, I thought they were fairly generous, which is probably the way to do it. Um, yeah, and you can just approach it completely differently, whether that's um, just through a different entrance or grappling to another side of it or hopping a vehicle <laughs> getting some marines from the side whatever it is yeah um those combat encounters are just so good they're just so good um and like even just towards the end stuff was shit was still happening that i like hadn't seen happen before it was weird um whether that's like grunt dialogue or a brute tossed a barrel at me oh whoa yeah no way. Yeah, I was just like I was like aiming at him down my sides, and he just like does this little underarm fling, and and I caught it. I was just like, can I? And I was like, I saw it coming. I was just like, if I just hold X, I know you can do some multiplayer. And I just fucking caught it and belted it back at him. Um, it was sick. I got clipped of it actually. Um, although yeah, I was about I would... to say I've never seen them throw. So yeah, so I don't I don't know if it's just rare or um or if it is just designed to be like infrequent because I imagine it's for something that would like one man you sort of thing. I haven't seen any grunts be thrown like they showed in the trailer, like whatever it was last year. Um, oh yeah, but I have seen a clip of it happening on Reddit, so it it does happen. So again, it might just be, and it's the same animation from what I've seen. Like grunts will pull out two plasmas and front runs up behind him and flings him with a little underarm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, maybe it has happened, but I just haven't seen it, sort of thing. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why I've exploded randomly sometimes. Who knows? Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's just I just find a lot of there's a lot of like richness um, in that sort of sandbox and in that combat loop, and I think that only gets enhanced by the equipment and and the, and the real standouts. You know, I think I think the real thing that Halo has managed to do um, is nail the boss fights. I mean, you know, we spoke about that in the, with the reviews last week and the high value targets, and I think far and away they were the most enjoyable parts of the game for me. Um, they were just so fun that you kind of rock mm-hmm. up, you kind of like rock up to this area and you just can take it on however you like. Um, and then you get rewarded with like a, and they're challenging as well. And then you get reward and they're, they're different, they're like different personalities, different guns, different strategies required. And then you get rewarded with this really cool weapon variant that gets plopped back in your, um, in your base and you, and you get to sort yeah. of try that and take that out with you as well. I just found that really, really rewarding. Have you, have you done any of the HVTs yet? um i have yeah i did one with uh well i think i just did the first one that they they give you right as the map kind of opens up um and it was yeah it was against like an energy sword like elite boy who had a name and stuff like that and um 
I did it like a really old fashioned way because I saw him early and I was like, oh, this guy's got an energy sword. And I was like, this is, this is going to be cool. I was just like, I'm just going to clear out the entire camp, which is what I did. I just cleared out everything. And then I got an energy sword and, um, and basically just had like a 1v1 like duel with him <laughs> like right at the end and uh, kicked his ass and then yeah got got the new weapon variant but yeah I decided to approach it sort of gladiator style yeah have a little 1v1 with him he was, he was invisible um, yeah so I'm thinking of the right one yeah he was invisible yeah um, I kind of cheesed him to be fair I kind of threw a shark nade at him and got a cheeky hit in and then uh, and then the, the fight real really began um but yeah, no, yeah, they they are really good fun, um, and I agree. I think even the story missions and stuff like that, um, the boss fights in there have been really fun as well. Um, they're very, they're all done in like unique areas um, with surroundings that you use to help you win the boss fight, or you can just shoot him but click on his head. Kind of up to you, but you know the choice is the players, which I which I think is like sort of the main vibe they're going for in this whole campaign open world thing is you know the tools are there you can make it as fun and creative as you want or you can play it like a an old school halo shooter you know you can really just um approach it however you want which is um which is quite cool uh i do quite like that sort of freedom i mean it's not completely limitless obviously but um but yeah, no, I I have enjoyed the the boss fights quite a lot. Which us being Destiny two players, um, it's you know it's quite hard to nail a, a, a boss fight for a shooter. Um, Destiny, aside from their raids, um, like strike bosses and stuff like that, the majority of them are just bullet sponges, boring, like yeah. shoot health and you get close. Yeah, health gating. Uh, that you get close to them, they have this one-shot move um, where they just slam. It's like an AOE. Every single boss has an AOE slam that just one-shots you. So you can't approach him. It's it's like, oh, I'll try to take out this guy from up close and not shoot him from a distance. Let's try something different. No, they all one-shot you. You know, It kind of just forces you to, sh- to shoot them, basically. Yeah. Um, that's what the game wants you to do. Um, so, yeah, it can be quite hard to do. So they have done it pretty well. Um, from what I've played so far. Yeah, it's, it's a real accomplishment to sort of have those first-person bosses not feel like bullet sponges, because I think the trade-off... Like, is there, there were some bosses, because I think there's, like, what? There's, like, 15 in the game. The HP, like the, the non-story ones, like, you know, the high-value types yeah. you find on the, on the map. There are some that I fucking deleted. Like, there are some that I came in, like, on the way there, a banshee started attacking me, disrupted him out of the air, grapple jacked him, flew there, fucking sputtered him for half health, hopped out, I just pumped, like, shotgun into his face, then obviously you have to finish off, like, the rest of the area to, like, um, fully, like, secure it. There, there are some I, yeah. like, absolutely deleted, and I just think that's, the, like, the trade-off of, like, having having these bosses um, not health gate and not be bullet sponges, is that you are going to have some that you... Like your strategy just absolutely obliterates them, um, mm-hmm. and then there are some that I really struggled with as well. But you know, it all depends on how you approach it and how you took it. Um, there were some like I, I would kill the, I would like try and main focus the boss, but because of like his, uh, like companions, he had a lot of like jackal snipers. So like as soon as I killed him, they all were, they all just like looked at me and like lasers just like went across me, and I was like, oh no, I'm about to get yeah. beamed. Uh, yeah, it's just things like that. So I think. Um, that was one of the like, I really enjoyed that part of the game, and like I was going to say that um, the guy you killed at the beginning, the um, 
would go with the sword. That sword is actually a really good one to get because it's, from what I can tell, it like makes you quicker when you're holding it and increases your jump height. Not really is it stronger, nice. but you like slash quicker and you run around. So I was like, I like for like the first part of the game, I would like traverse the map just holding that because like you can grapple slide and you get more distance and height and stuff. It's really fun to use. Just like oh, cool! Because they don't tell. Yeah, you. I haven't actually equipped it. Yeah, yeah, they don't. They don't tell you what it is, like what the what the variant is. You just kind of have to figure it out. Um. So yeah, but yeah, um, I think those boss fights in the game are really good, um, just across the board. Um, and I think they all have like you could strategize in loads of different ways and still find different ways to win and, and struggle. Um, I think that's a real, real accomplishment. Um, yeah. Uh, hmm. I, so, so you've, you've, you've pumped a couple of cores into the grapple and you've just yeah. got the pulse, but you haven't really found yourself using it. And I think this is, yeah. this is something I remember reading about in the reviews, which is definitely accurate. <laughs> Moving between equipment sucks. <laughs> it sucks yeah um you really have to learn which i did you have to try and memorize where, where everyone are. is yeah. um especially when you get all of the equipment you know um but i can tell you right now where they are on the deep end that's how like ingrained it became in my head but it's still not easy to do um especially when you have like when you get later in later into the game and you have like the other equipment you know like the thrust and the drop and everything because um, I put I put loads of points into the drop ball. Um, I ended up maxing out. I'm, I mean, I've maxed everything out now, but like that was I think the first thing I maxed out. Um, so, okay. like frequently, my strat would be to grapple and drop ball, so I'd like get to a good position and, and then put that down. Or if or if I saw jackal beams coming down, I'd do a quick ninety degree turn, slap that down so I was safe, and then continue fighting. Um, mm. And then because it's quite powerful in campaign, um, so. Yeah, that that was difficult, um, and I don't know. I wonder if they experimented with like a equipment wheel, which just like, or maybe they felt that that kind of ruins the that kind of feel of the combat. Like I don't know because it works in something like Doom, and I don't know if it quite feel, works the same in Halo. But I, I don't know. With the whole like yeah. s- slow down time and choose your choose yeah. your equipment yeah, or just like hold right on the d-pad and then use you know a circle same with the grenades because yeah. the grenade you have, yeah. I have just as much problem with the grenades as well yeah um yeah i it is it's i imagine they probably did play around with it maybe they just didn't like the ui clutter um maybe they just kind of wanted to, to to keep the screen quite open and quite clean um they yeah, didn't want maybe. a big wheel popping up whenever you did that um and i i think it's probably better and quicker, like you said, once you memorize and get used to it, than the way they do it in multiplayer and stuff like that. Because obviously, if you if you were to get grenades in multiplayer, you just tap left on the D pad once and it flicks to the next grenade. So if if that if it was like tap right on the D pad to basically just cycle through all your equipment, that would technically be longer, wouldn't it? Than you just pressing right up, than you pressing right, 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 right. Okay, drop ball. Okay, right, right, thruster, right, you know, like yeah. it technically is quicker. It just, it just, you need to, yeah, you need to actually like memorize it and spend time on it and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I imagine they played around with quite a few options and they just landed on that being okay. It probably wasn't their ideal um, yeah. scenario. It, it, it was probably one of those things where like it's it's good enough and it's you know it's not it's not a, the main part of the game. 
Um, yeah. And then they just kind of shipped it like that. Um, but yeah, I th- I think a sort of Doom style wheel comes up. Everything sort of slows down while you choose your grenade or choose your equipment. And then, and then you know, as you resume and select it, everything speeds back up and goes back to, 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 to regular time. I think that would work quite well. I think but... so too. Um, and I think, they, I mean, they're going to have to consider something like that as they move into, um, like if they do more expansions, um, and add more equipment because obviously the yeah you know obviously the repulsor wasn't there which I gotta say I actually didn't miss as much as I thought I would um, which because mm. I remember... say that it, they, I'm sure I'm sure if there was a repulsor it'd be so fucking fun it's only because you just didn't have it right the well, repulsor would be really fucking awesome I didn't find myself going into every engagement like oh man I wish I had the repulsor here. Um, it was because it more it, it struck me more as like a balancing issue that that's why it wasn't in, and I think I guess that was maybe kind of ringing in my head as well of like, would it really be that fun to just walk up to this this base and just repulse everybody off the edge? I don't know. I feel like that would wear thin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, but maybe you know if they find a way to work it in somehow, um, it would definitely because there are definitely times like. It, in like reflecting on it now where I can think, you know, it would have been wicked to like, you know, reflect back a, a hunter ball or like a grenade or like a rocket, like for sure. Like it has, exactly. it has its place yeah. for sure. But I just didn't find myself like really yearning for it. Like in a way that like, I love using it in multiplayer uh, just because you had quite a lot of toys to play with anyway. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. they'll have to think about how they do that differently as they add more equipment. If they, if they add more equipment. Yeah, yeah, because there's only so many button combinations you can actually press to reach a piece of equipment once yeah. uh, once it goes over a certain number. Um, yeah, it's probably something they will implement later if they do expand on on the story and add add expansions and stuff like that. Um, I agree, but for now it works. It's not perfect. I, I I would agree. I haven't experienced that because obviously I don't have all of the equipment like you do. I'm not at end game. Um, but I can definitely see it, and and I can see why people are, have made a, a a small small complaint about it. Yeah, it is. I can imagine it being a bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a bit unfortunate because I think the game is like really at its best when you're flicking between, like in that moment to moment combat, you're flicking between it and making best use of it. Like there are loads of times where I, there's a there's a nice up uh, upgrade for the um the radar where you get two. Um, and like you can get upgrades range yeah. and, and whatever stuff like that. So there were like loads of encounters where I'd essentially pop one on both sides. You know, I'd, I'd run in, like do whatever damage I could, put up a shield to my side, and then if I got approached, I'd grapple around. So it's good like to have all these things. I will say that the only equipment that I actually felt was properly useless was the thruster. <laughs> um, oh really? There were like two encounters where I actually, I genuinely thought actually thruster might be useful here. Um, and I don't know if this is a thing because from what I've heard, legendary, the balancing of the equipment in legendary is like spot on. Um, okay. And maybe it'd be more useful there, but like I, again, I just can't see why I'd want to move five feet to the right rather than grapple. I mean, I appreciate grapple means I have to look that way, pull myself that way, and I'm locked down, you know, rather than. Hmm. I guess it depends on the upgrade paths and stuff because I know that Thruster has like an upgrade path where you go like invisible after you use it and stuff like that. So I can imagine that being pretty useful, especially yeah. in Legendary to take down a big boy from behind. And it, it, that was the last thing I got, and I definitely found that that did give me some more breathing room. 
um, when I did use it. Um, so maybe, um, you know, maybe just by the fact that I, you know, I sort of spammed um, the drop wall first meant that I actually didn't really have much reliance on it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I purposely did, I, I didn't find much use for it. But you know, maybe, maybe some of that out there has. Um, I think I think they will have a place, which which is nice. Um, but I, yeah, I just didn't personally find much use for it. Um, so yeah. I, I guess I, I guess I wanted to sort of um, come back a bit up to the like story really. I mean I know there's only so much we can talk about here because of the spoilers and obviously I don't want to spoil anything for you and we're not I'm not going to do that. Um, but I really loved the story. <laughs> I really liked yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean I think there's like. I think it does a good job of having of not uh, constantly like hammering you with new info, not constantly hammering you with dialogue, um, and you know that they, they keep that kind of um, stuff, like the kind of stoicism that Chief kind of has, where like he doesn't say much. But he's like definitely more of a developed character in Infinite. You know, it's kind of it is three four three is Infinite in that like, you know, like the point is they're trying to develop more in more of a character. But he's doesn't say much. It means a lot when he does say a lot, and a lot of the motion capture says a lot as well. And so, like, I, I wanted to because there's the guy who does the motion capture is different from the guy who does the voice. So Steve Downs is the voice, and it's um, Bruce Thomas who does the motion capture, and he's been doing it since Halo Four. Um, hmm. And so, you know, I think a lot of that personality for Chief comes through in his movements and from, you know, again, avoiding spoilers, like the part that you told me about, that was like fucking horrible. <laughs> like that first, like there's, there's like three or four like big emotional beats, I would say, in the game where it likes a real oh. punch in like the gut. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know the part you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Where literally just no words were exchanged. Uh, um, yeah, and you're just like... At least from him. All the other characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I I know exactly what you mean, and yeah, it kind of just hits home that you know this, you know what happened has affected Chief without him being vocal about it, right? Yeah, you know he shows it in his body language and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and I think I've that's like, once. I then that's something I'm really thankful for because I've, I've I've always said that I've wanted like a more developed Chief, um, and I guess. What I was expecting to see was more of a continuation of like four and five, where Chief like did like he never like spoke that much, but he definitely spoke more, and I was expecting that. And so when I realised, you know, through the game that that wasn't the case, that he wasn't like going to speak that much, I was like at first a bit disappointed, but then when these big emotional beats came in, and I realised all of that storytelling was done through minimal wordplay and mostly like the the, the motion capture. It just, it does a lot for me, um, you know, and so, yeah, like I said, I think there are, like, three or four, like, big beats through the game that really, really sort of punch you in the gut, um, and that, the one that you described to me was was really good, I, I felt anyway, so that there are, there's a few more like that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, because, so, there's, there's not too much I can get into here, but I wanted to talk about there's something I know because I've made like a really long list of notes to speak about, so I've got it all lined up for when we do speak spoilers. Um, but there's a really good use of um, color theory 
in this. Um, okay. color, color theory, I didn't know anything about until I watched Breaking Bad. Um, being a media A-level student, I'm actually um, quite versed in this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the basic idea is to just use colors you know, to represent different things. And, and you know, the, you know uh, the, on the color wheel, you can use... Like, if you have something or someone that's that are diametric opposites on the color wheel that you know it, it represents conflict or, or whatever um mm-hmm. so and and i thought there was some really nice one here but they they, they just use color really well in this game and they, you know it's the general art direction and the and the cinematography is so fucking good like the the no cuts it's so smooth mm-hmm. like and i think it, it's just such a perfect match for halo the way like the camera will often like swing out of the visor you know, it'll go around the weapon as she's speaking, then it'll come back and you'll just get like a couple of seconds to see like Chief's like reaction and then it'll come back into his visor. Just this sort of stuff that just gives you like a real nice um it makes it feel very intimate. Um yeah. Without feeling jarring or like you're watching like a an action movie, you know, it, it, it feels like you're you're you living it all through Chief, which I just thought it worked yeah. out really well. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I've obviously I haven't played nearly as much as you, but yeah, I've I've definitely noticed um, the camera work and stuff like that is 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 nice. Um, and and you know, it it goes well with um, with the music as well in in the game, like the nice slow paced, like subtle music as those intimate moments are happening, and he's talking or he's just like silently thinking, and it's just like panning around him and stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 all really good. It's all really really good. I yeah. like it. Music is god too, but in terms yeah, of, I mean, it always is in Halo, isn't it? It always is, and I, you know, I mean, I, you get a good taste of it just from seeing it at, the, at the menu. But like, you know, a lot of it, there's a lot of like older stuff that they've kind of revamped, um, like to make it feel new but they've also got their own new tracks in there which are just bangers as well some of them there are like genuinely sometimes where i've been like at a base or i've just been doing something and some music will just swing in and i'm like let's go <laughs> and i'll just start like playing like a dumbass just because i like getting so fueled so like a, yeah full of adrenaline um yeah so there was that um and i thought so yeah as I was, like in, in terms of sort of the, the lighting and a lot of the colours, just to like give a quick run through. <laughs> so obviously red is kind of like a new colour for the series. Red isn't really something that they like the, any of the games believed into being the banished. Um, and mm-hmm. the weapon is blue. What happens when you put red and blue together? Purple. America. <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, the pilot. It's often when he so when um, the pilot uses comms to chief, um, his little um, his slot at the back lights up. Yeah, so like, green. He'll light up green, or um, or the weapons will be will be blue. Um, and I thought that was really subtle but nice as well because um, chief's like the, his color is you know it's like a khaki, it's like a worn, chiselled, um, dried out green, uh, whereas the pilot's was represented very much by like a bright green there and then the other part of the pilot is and it's not used much but now and then the color yellow is around um and it's mostly from what i could tell 
it's mostly just represented by the colour of the hologram that he uses in, in his little memory thing and his eyes. Yeah. And I noticed that that was a change from the tra- when we first saw the trailers way back when. His eyes weren't as defined as they are now. But he's got like yellow eyes yeah. now. Yellow, colour of cowardice. Um, yeah. Like fear, right? Easy. Yeah. yeah. Yellow. And blue is green. So, um, I just thought that was like, it was just, it's just a really like simple use of color, um, to just like drive home a couple of like the themes and the points, um, that that have gone through the story. And I, I, I think it's what makes the imagery of the game and it really like drives home the cinematography. Like I, I really thought it was like really, really, really good. Um, other than that, um, there's not much else I can speak about on these notes, um, without going to spoiler territory. So I'll leave the plot stuff there, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed all of that. Um, the only so I mean I've kind of gushed about it quite a lot because, but the, the, there there a couple of things that let me down. I mean we spoke about the um, the, the, the non story stuff. We spoke about the um, like the swapping between equipment and, and grenades. The only other thing is like some technical aspects of the game are really weird. Okay. I know it happens in multiplayer, but it wasn't expecting it to happen in campaign where some animations are 30 frames and i don't know why uh like sometimes oh, you'll okay. mantle and you'll see chief's hand and it's like half the frames and it's just kind of jarring or like the skewer reload it's like hard it's like you can tell it's half the frames and i'm just like why is that it just find it just a little bit distracting you know it obviously doesn't kill the game or anything but it's just a little bit distracting um have you do you know what i'm talking about have you, have you noticed that? i i have i have experienced it with the mantle not not so much the skewer but i don't think i've had the skewer in my hands that much but yeah it's it's quite interesting um and yeah i did find it kind of weird as well it kind of always made me take like a second glance and just be like what was that <laughs> what was that <laughs> like, what, what just happened you're right chief um but like i wonder if that happens if you have it in performance mode I wonder if you're running at like 120, if that drops to like a 60 frame animation or if that just, it all just is a perfect 120 and that only happens if you're buying 4K 60. Yeah. Um, like it'd be, it'd be quite interesting to see if that carries over depending if you're in performance or, um, or quality mode. Yeah, absolutely. And I know like Digital Furniture have done like a full breakdown of this, but I haven't really watched it, but I know that they, judging by other people's comments that they found like a couple of like oddities as well um like generally it feels very very good like you know for most of the gaming experience there's like no hiccups no bugs no crashes it's very polished like you know in terms of like on the, like the bug front but there are a couple of like technical inconsistencies like that which like i'm just that confused me there and like, i found that there's still been some like quite bad pop in every now and then um especially yeah, i've noticed popping especially if you're moving fast um, like you'll notice like trees just fling up and it's like I kind of feel like my Series X should be able to have them pre-rendered um, I even noticed it on the uh, right at the beginning when you're flying out to your first um, you're flying out to go get your first base um, you know you've just you've just captured your you've just come out of the ring and you've captured that first point so your pilot guy can land um, so right at the beginning of the game, you like clear the landing zone for him, and then you hop in to go take that your first base where it introduces like the open world to you, and then you fly off with the doors open. I actually noticed like popping like as you were flying, like stuff was like popping in, and it was, and that was like it trying to be cinematic and show you the world as well. 
And I was yeah. like, there really shouldn't be popping here, guys. <laughs> I was like, you're trying to be cinematic here, and I'm seeing popping. Like, yeah. That's pretty bad. Well, so all the cutscenes are in game. But none of them are pre rendered, I don't think. Um, no. But no, I know what but you still. mean. It's like catered. So, like, yeah, it probably should. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's made there for that moment. And I was seeing stuff like flicker, and I was like, eh. <laughs> okay. Still looks great. Don't get me wrong. But, like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not so much. And yeah, like, and we both agree it's a really pretty game. But you know, we we all know, and uh, that the hardware is capable of of running a game much more powerful than this. So, uh, you know, I would expect, um, I'd expect these things to be kind of not there for a Series X. But you know, still yeah. the ropes of the hardware, I guess. It's just hard to make the comparison because um, I don't know. Because obviously, like I've played, like I know, I'll come back to it again. Like Assassin's Creed Valhalla runs at sixty, with some drops here and there. Whereas I don't think Halo drops at all. So I guess that's maybe the mm. pros and cons side of it. But like all of those environments were beautiful, and I can't remember seeing much popping if there was any, or if there was popping, it was done really well. Because um, you know some some games use like a nice like transitions where like it, like fuzzes in instead of it's like oh there's a tree there yeah, now exactly um you know like Breath of the Wild does that quite well because there's loads of popping on that game because it's on the Switch but they generally are quite good at masking it um yeah whereas I think because like the whole canvas like the draw distance is huge like you can see the whole ring and it you know it looks great but then it's just like there's things I guess they have to they have to decide which things pop in and which things don't. Um, and trees is one of them, and that's like the big thing. That's like it really sticks out. Um, yeah, uh, when you when you're moving around. Um, but again, you know, I don't think it took away from like. Um, it, it didn't take away too much from like the actual like how the vistas look. I still think it looks really nice, and I but I think generally the the design of the ring for like combat encounters and the art direction kind of carries it. Um, I would say you know because it's it, as much as nice as it looks. You know, it's obviously it's not mind-blowing it's a cross-gen game it, it looks very nice it's crispy plays really well at 60 frames um but uh those two things definitely carry it and uh through, throughout I, I would say um yeah yeah 100 cool i mean I, I don't think i had anything else to, to touch on there did you have anything else you wanted to touch on from what you've played so far or any other impressions or anything no no not really no i pretty much talked about um yeah, my overall experience with it so far. Um, and I think, yeah, from both of us, it's pretty overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's get a, uh, for someone who's actually completed the campaign and, you know, maxed out his skills, let's get a user. Let's get a user score from you. Okay. Go on. Uh, give me a nine. A nine? Yeah, give yeah. me a nine. There's okay. like a couple of, like, there's just a couple of things here and there that drag it down just a little bit. But overall, like fantastic experience yeah overall it's like um whether it's the buttons or the there's like a slight some slight stuff with the story um and uh some of the technical stuff all of that i think was just enough to like knock it down a little bit but yeah nine overall and i'm, I'm like really happy <laughs> that i'm able to play it and you halo and say that was a nine out of ten experience i don't say that about a lot of yeah. games i know i said that last week about forgotten city but i don't say that about a lot of games um so no yeah yeah no it's, yeah, it's very good it's amazing man i totally recommend it um it, it's like i've i've it's been a long time since i've finished the game and have immediately been like i want to play that again i finished it and i was like i want to play this again um 
and you know it dumps yeah. you in the open world after so you can like you know you can pick up your, your stuff um and you know continue to play around but i wanted to play through it again just for the story the story's really good and i really enjoyed it a lot but yeah no no ten. yeah yeah it'll, it'll definitely be really fun to revisit as co-op um on legendary and actually do like old school like halo skull hunting and stuff like that that'll be really fun i found one um i haven't found any yet i think Zilch. <laughs> i think there's one quite near what you were describing where you were before <laughs> that's the only one i okay. found um god that's gonna eat me alive now. <laughs> yeah um but do they come up on your little pulse i think they do they're also quite loud yeah. they make like a weird like screaming noise when you get near them um so oh okay that's good to know yeah um i generally thought the use of audio was really good actually for collectibles you know like the recordings and stuff and the spartan chords everything like makes a distinct noise and just like enemy audio as well like the enemies just like talk to you and actually like fucking throw threats at you and shit like that and then when you die they're like he's a fucking pussy and you're like oh wow yeah that made me feel really bad yeah there's so many lines of dialogue with the enemies i don't think i've heard the same one twice um, yeah yeah no yeah like seriously um and obviously grunts are cheeky and funny and brutes are always just like brutes are just so angry they're just so, so angry angry monkey but yeah no it's good yeah the, the, the use of audio is just yeah it's really good in that game absolutely <clears throat> great well i think that's maybe uh, so uh, this this will be a good point i i think to sort of tie in sort of our, our other bits and bobs about halo and i, I just wanted to take the opportunity to kind of reflect because i know a lot of people have said it before but now that i've said it we've both played it reviews right yada 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 thinking about what a 2020 release would have looked like um and you know you can see here from the from the joshua trier article um which we did touch on a bit last week um that that one early plan was to release the multiplayer in 2019 and the campaign in 2020 and hmm, i mean it's it's really hard because as an outsider, like we know that you know the, the article said that at one point there were like four different teams working on four different visions of the game mm. uh, because they just there was just like difficulty in knowing which direction to take a couple of things, um, and that they had a lot of contractors in, and Microsoft had this weird thing where they can only keep contractors up to eighteen months, so like half the staff would spend like 18 months there getting familiar with the tools and the knowledge and, you know, suiting up and everything. And then they'd just be yeah. let go and somebody else would have to come in on a, on a new, to learn the new engine and everything. And, you know, you can see here that they were considering switching to Unreal at some point, which is just ridiculous, but they didn't. Um, mm. And, you know, it makes me, I just wonder where it would have been visible. You know, obviously from what the gameplay trailer we saw last year, there was way less detail in like all the environments. Um, and yeah. Phil actually we had an interview the other day and he spoke about this and he was like, you know, I think we should have just maybe been honest with ourselves and realised that this wasn't the best showing it could have been, which I thought was really like humble because that's not an easy thing to say, especially, you know, when you, you've got that whole team under you, you know, to, to, uh, to try and word it without throwing them under the bus sort of thing. Um, yeah. So... I just wonder where it would have shown. Like, I wonder, we know, like we said last week, you know, two thirds of the game was cut in the end. Um, you know, would it have been with it, you know, the plot have been different. Would it have been drawn out? Would it have been just looked uglier Would the gameplay still be, have been as tight. You know, I, I read a couple of weeks back that apparently the campaign team, I mean, I, and I don't know where this happened on the timeline, but the campaign t- team took a lot of convincing 
to get put the grappling hook in to the to the open world. Really? Yeah, like, and I just, you know, it just makes me think, like, wow. Like, I, I really liked the grapple. No, I, I love the grapple, actually, in the campaign. But I think for some people, it's, for some people, it's like a make or break. For some people, it's like, this has saved the open world for me. But I don't think this would have been fun without without the grappling hook and how well it fits and how well it feels and interacts with the sandbox mm. and everything. Um, I wouldn't go that far, personally, but for some people, and it's just like, fucking hell, if you imagine if they released this like, in 2020 and I like, didn't have that, and it was just like, you know, this could have been like a set of mid-70s game or like a or maybe low 80s, you know, yeah. so um, maybe, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it would have been, I mean, obviously, that's the reason why it's delayed, it would have been substantially worse. I think if they released it when they plan to, just yeah. both in terms of performance, quality, um, and and yeah, just design choices as well. Um, I think a lot of these things, you know, it might have been delayed just to discuss design choices and how they thought everything might flow better, rather than just like, oh, we need to actually just fix our game sort of thing. Um, and yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. I I think it actually would have been a pretty um, a pretty poor game, maybe. Well, not not poor, but substantially worse. Like you were saying, like I wouldn't be surprised if 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 we saw it sort of mid to high seventies, maybe cracking eighties if it released back then. Um, so yeah. yeah, all in all, I'm glad we we had to wait to get the polished package that we did get. So. Without doubt, okay. without doubt, and you know, obviously, with with Joseph Staten coming onto the game for the for the final year, you know, clearly, <laughs> clearly there was there was like a right boys and girls, we need a vision here. Let's just take what we've got, like trim it down, trim all the fat off, and just polish the shit out of what we've got here. Because it's lean. Mm-hmm. The, the campaign experience is really lean. Like, And I think it, it's it's a testament to how well it's written and performed that by the end of it, I still I want to play more. Um, and I don't, I'm not like, oh, it's over. Because like, I, 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 I think I'm, you know, I saw some reviews where people felt like the ending was quite abrupt. I, I really didn't feel that way, like remotely. Um, okay. But, you know, so clearly I think the shortness of it caught people off guard, even if it's still like the longest campaign, Halo, Halo campaign. It's, you know, it's just mm-hmm. games have changed, you know, since like Bungie Halos, you know, whatever. The expectations are different around these sorts of games. Um, so yeah, clearly I just think that, you know, that, that effort to just take what they've got, really condense it and just polish it up, you know, and it's just, it's just miraculous that it came out as well as it did. Um, yeah, you know, and I think you know the wider conversation of this really is, is to Xbox. You know, it's like you've got loads of studios now. Give these games the time that they need. You know, the team will eventually put out a good good game, and I appreciate you'll be sitting on and burning money while this is happening. But you know, it's that whole thing, isn't it? It's like a you know a bad game. It's the release is forever bad. You know, in terms of perception. Uh, but a good yeah. one is forever good, you know. So it's it's just because there wasn't. We had that period in the Xbox One generation where stuff was clearly getting rushed out, you know. 
I, I think you could make the argument with Sea of Thieves, but I still probably needed a bit longer. You know, I think you make the argument because it's obviously was meant to be like a games as a service that that's yeah, kind of its model. Yeah. But it still maybe came out a bit earlier than it could have done. State of Decay, so. Crackdown, you know, like all of these games, just like, oh, just give them more time. So, yeah, it's just, by the sounds of it, you know, the only external target that we saw was the 2020 campaign that was pushed back to, to, to now. But it sounds like internally, this game has been delayed and delayed and delayed, you know, in an initial release of 2019, like, holy shit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the, kind of the wider message there. Keep giving teams more time because we will all we will all wait if they come out as well as this yeah yeah exactly all works out in the end yeah. so there was um there was a tra- there, so there was a trademark there was a halo trademark but i don't really and i had a picture here but i've deleted it because i thought it's not really a spoiler but it's a name and i just feel like uh i'll, I'll like for you and the audience really you know just i'll, I'll keep it out uh, but there was a trademark for something halo related by 343 and Microsoft, which presumably sounds like an expansion. Um, we don't know. Okay. It's really, really, really mild, um, but it just makes me think that they have this like perfect kind of template now for for like future expansions, and it just makes me think about how they'll do it. I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, I know it's hard to say because you're only so far into the story, but you know, from your perspective how do you think that they'll handle the like will, will they take like an episodic approach in that it's like two to three hour chunks every six months or do you think we'll get bigger things every year like what i mean what what do you think um or every two years i mean like, looking at? i mean i'd like to think that they could take a very similar approach to something something like destiny where it's like once a year or or, or longer sort of thing uh, I don't know if Destiny do it exactly once a year, like a big expansion, or if they spend longer, but around that sort of time area, every one to two years, and then they just give you a chunk, you know, this chunk has story missions, a new a new threat, um, you know, something that's changing the world, the ring, and how it acts, that sort of thing, and potentially a new biome just a new section right and then they just give that to you and just basically just say go crazy in it sort of thing um and then and then i i think it would just be like you're you're just done you know you 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 beat that threat it's done you get new equipment all that sort of thing and that in itself is like it's like the story just start start middle finish um and then you'll move on to another expansion a, a, a year later all that sort of thing. I don't think. I mean, I I think an an episodic approach will work as well, but I just don't. Mm. I don't see it. I see it more as they'll just work on a nice chunk of story uh, and a new threat and a new area, and then just give us that to play around in, um, and then begin to start working on the next one. I think that's the more likely scenario, personally. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's easy. It's easy to envision an episodic approach from a storytelling perspective, but it's a bit harder to envision it from a gameplay perspective because, like, they, mm. they've established that they're going to go for this open world type, this condensed open world type formula, and it's like it would be it would be weird if they wrote like how like how are they going to do a small episodic chunk but a new chunk of ring 
Like that just doesn't. Mm. It seems pointless unless that, like you said, unless it's like now we're going to a new biome or like now we're exploring and and you part yeah. or even we're going off ring, you know, for part of this, you know, for a more traditional like Halo experience for this expansion, you know, something like that. So I guess, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they work that in because like what I'm as like I'm just I'm having now finished it. What I'm wanting to get more of is more stories, like story as far as the campaign was uh, from a gameplay perspective. I want more chief. I want more of like these characters. Um, so like, I just hope they don't, I guess my, my worry is, you know how we kind of spoke about the, the Ubisoft thing with this, which I didn't feel like it was, by the way, I, the fact that it's like condensed and lean, I didn't feel like it yeah. felt like a go round and check boxes kind of thing at all. My worry is that if they are going to do these regular expansions, they'll have to lean into that to pad out. You know, if they can't create a whole new ring and polish it and make it as good as the current Zeta is, then it's going to be like just filled with outposts and like here's three missions and that's it. So yeah. Um, well, I think I I don't I think it's unreasonable to to ask for a, a new ring for every expansion or something. I think that's kind of crazy. Um, no, sorry. What I, I mean think... is what I mean is versus yeah, what yeah. Already have yeah yeah. But like, yeah, I I do think it will just be, a, you know, a diluted version of what we got, right? Um, maybe the expansion's like twenty quid or something like that. Um, nineteen ninety nine, twenty five, twenty five pounds, something like that. Um, and yeah, it just offers you five, six campaign missions, something cool, a new thread, a new thread to run along, a new threat to defeat you know, that got pulled over because of everything that was happening or something. And maybe they weren't control of the ring because the banish couldn't do it. And maybe they think they can do it, mm. you know, just something like that. Or I don't know what, what you did awoken something on the ring. You know, there was like a forerunner thing sleeping there. Or I don't know, you know, you can take it in so many different directions. Um, and I think it, I think it would just work best with just a small, like, six to eight hour little campaign bit and then like you said just i don't think there's anything wrong with fleshing out with more outposts and more activities they, they can introduce new activities too it doesn't just have to be the same ones um copy and paste it just just for, for something to do they can introduce something new and something unique to that biome or that section of the ring or mm. that expansion um and i think that's that's the best way to do it um personally and i think that that's the way, the only way I can kind of see it yeah. being done, um, personally. But, and I mean, yeah. like, you're absolutely right. Like, the, uh, it's like the the ending of the game implies that there's like, like it's a cliffhanger, like you know. So yeah, it, you know, and that's so. Like, there definitely will be more. It's just, um, yeah, like, it's the question of sort of how they're going to do it. Yeah, and I just, I hope, I hope they take the time because they, you know. It's, it's a game that has multiplayer. You know, I think people aren't going to be starving for new Halo content. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I think those are some pretty good, pretty good ideas. Um, cool. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they how they go about that. Um, maybe they'll give us a bit of a, ro- a roadmap or something. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Excellent. Okay, so there was... Um, I think it's probably best that we do this now before we move on to the Game Awards, but... <clears throat> yesterday there was an update on um the 
uh, on, on, on a multiplayer update coming on Tuesday. Um, I can't remember. Did I speak to you about this? I can't remember. Um, that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that they're adding. So the, the initial plan was to add Fiesta, SWAT, and... Um, Free-for-all? Free-for-all. Uh, before the before Christmas, and then they said a Slayer playlist is going to come afterwards. They ha- have been taking this really good approach of under-promising and over-delivering, and they've done that again here, and they've said... It's always what you should do. We're going to add all four. Uh, we've managed to do it. Um, you know, get it all baked into the UI, get it all working um, this week, which is great news. And this is going to come alongside um, some adjustments performance-wise, presumably some balance changes as well, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they've ended up prioritizing this over any balance changes which is fine there's nothing there's absolutely nothing game breaking at the moment um no so if they need to do that yeah if they need to do that to quell the community then that's fine (laughs) if this is what if this is what will stop the death threats that's fine um yeah 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 there's nothing dire in terms of balance changing like there's some stuff that's they're all just nice to haves right um nothing is is so dire that it it needs sorting immediately. So, yeah, I'd rather have more playlists, to be honest. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're really lucky, we'll have all these playlists. I know that they said that there's a couple of um, like challenge changes as well. They're removing again some of the harder ones. I'm curious if they'll remove the playlist specific ones, um, because that's obviously remains a big pain point for a lot of people of like. And they haven't really addressed of like segregated. Well, I mean, they did they did briefly speak about it, actually. I'm lying. Of like, you know, taking the quick play playlist and making an oddball capture the flag, a, a stronghold. You know, they said that, that they mm-hmm. don't want those object those game modes to die. Um, so I think I like, and I if they took out the game mode specific challenges, I think that would again that would eradicate the problem. Um, so they, they have said they are going to remove some challenges, some of the harder ones. I, I don't know if that'll include that or not. Um, and they also said that they're adding a new type of challenge, which is like a performance-based one. So presumably they're experimenting with a performance-based XP system that um, the community has been asking for. Um, I think they said it will be done on like player score. So I assume the challenge will be like earn 10,000 player score or you know 50,000 player score and you know, you'll have to work towards that in a certain way. So um yeah again another another really nice band-aid in the meantime um i think that that, mm-hmm. that works quite well um so that sounds good to me are there any of these modes in particular that you're um you're gonna play uh swat i really like swat <laughs> i've always liked swat in in previous halos so i'll be quite excited to to, to give that a go mm. um and fiesta's always a good laugh i'm sure i'll hop into that like Panic cleanser. Problem with it. <laughs> Remove spanker, and I'm happy. Yeah. Um, free for all. I don't know, man. Like the idea of it sounds fun, but I'm ju- I just I can just picture really jank spawns and dying from behind, and just the radar really triggering me specifically for that game mode. Right. I don't know. Is it just me? Do you have those sort of concerns? Not really. I really, I, I just, I feel, I feel like I have spawn, spawn location concerns for that game mode. I don't know. I, I generally don't. Uh, I generally don't have an issue with the spawns. I don't know. I so no, but the maps are small and they're designed for like 
you spawn here, they spawn here, and it flips sort of thing. But in free for all, it's just it's it's just scrambled. That that's not how that works. And because the maps are quite condensed, I think I think there might be some issues there. But I don't know how many people there'll be in it. Um, maybe that'll. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be like eight or six. You know, to give it a bit more breathing room. Um, mm. you know, yeah, so I don't. know. I mean, you'd like to think it's it's eight, right? Just by default, but. Yeah, I think six six might be a bit healthier, but I think it's safe to assume it's going to be eight. I think eight, I think eight would be too much. Like if you just think about how close you are in proximity to like your team plus the enemies in four v four, let's just yeah, there's always someone right next to you, and I just I don't know. I think that would be too much. Yeah, uh, maybe. I'm sure, I'm sure that'd be you're, you're, you're like, never. All your fights would just be like trades or someone nicking your kill, basically, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. You'd never, you'd never just be able to kill someone and recharge your shields. You'd always have someone else vulturing in with eight yeah. players on those maps. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, 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 to be honest, I like have all of them. Free for all is probably the one I'm most excited for. It's, it's something I'll play. Oh, really? Yeah, it's probably the one I would play when I'm waiting for someone to come on or you know waiting for someone to finish their game. It's the thing I would go for to solo queue. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, that, that's probably why. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. That all sounds good. Brilliant. Okay. So the as the final um Halo thing this week. Um. Halo did end up winning um the Players Voice Award, which is obviously really nice. Um. And it won by a landslide. Um. It, like the next closest was it takes two, and it was like twenty five percent down. I think Halo had like thirty something percent by itself, and there were five candidates. Um. So that was nice. That was nice. Um, and sort of, I guess, segueing off from that is the rest of the game awards. And you were obviously yeah. incapacitated. <laughs> you were out of action. I was absolutely dead on the game awards. Like I was just not in the realm of the living. Um, so I did plan on staying up and watching it. Um, and this guy was very hopeful. Kept messaging me like, "How you doing?" You know, so we're still <laughs> watching well, the Game Awards if you're up for it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I literally couldn't stare at a screen for more than two seconds to even reply to you. <laughs> you were eating your toast in the like, just, just fucking stop. Yeah, I was literally eating toast in a pitch black room. Um, so, yeah, I didn't get to watch this, but it sounded pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of wish I could have watched it. it. It was cool. It was quite cool. I know that there's been a lot. I've drawn a lot of criticism for how long it went on for and like the amount yeah it was a long one yeah uh but i I think that's fine we can we can get into that um but i just want to i i need to go and just grab my charger for some reason it's like vanished from this room so um i need to grab it i doesn't run out of battery so i'm just gonna i'll just turn my screen off but if you want to it's up to you i've got the link there you can just start going through some of the awards if you like or oh i haven't opened it oh that's right i've got i've got some of them yeah we'll just 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 do a copy (laughs) i'm not ready (laughs) Yeah, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, we will be right back. Alright. Plus, Google does this weird thing where it doesn't let you click on links. You have to, like, open... You have to, like, right-click and open it. Yeah, I can't just, like, click on the link. I don't like that. Google Docs. Or, like, Google Flops.
plus the links broken. Okay. So I said shit ahead, not slit ahead. That's a weird looking game, dude. Okay then. So, um, in terms of the game awards, so it was like, yeah, it was like I. It started at half twelve our time. Um, so I was up till like four in the morning watching this. Um, it went on for three hours. Um, and but they usually go on for quite a lot, so I don't know what people were expecting, but. Um, and there were a lot of ads. It's just funny because sometimes they like do like a proper thing for like a single award. They're like, and the best nominated for best, you know, like director is, but, 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 and there's like a bit of tension. They build up. Yay. Guy comes out, has a speech. Other ones, they're like, best indie wins this, best audio design wins this. And they just speed through like five. It's like, what's going on here? <laughs> just throwing the trophies. Yeah. You get this one, you yeah. get that one, fucking whatever. It's, so I think the pacing of the show is a bit weird <sighs> in that sense. But, um, uh, you know, I still, I, I'm glad that we have this. I'm glad that this is a thing that like it is recognized. So, you know, big props to Jeff Keighley for continuing to organize and do this. Um, yeah. So, I mean, let's start from the top in terms of the awards. Um, obviously, I, I've typed in the notes here a um, just like a condensed like stuff that I thought was interesting, but we uh, that's not all of them. So, game of the year, it takes new one, um, and that's fine with me, I suppose. I mean, I think overall, I, I'm glad that. I'm happy for the game and I'm happy for the team because it's really not a conventional game to win that category game of the year. And I'm glad that the there's like a celebration of like co-op games. Um, so I am happy in that regard. Uh, I don't think it's a game of the year game. Uh, no. I think it's a, lack, a lackluster in a couple of areas, but... Everyone keeps sucking that game off but just because it's like cute and... No, the design is genuinely really good. The design and the gameplay and the, the sheer variety in like levels and like the gameplay is really good. It is really good, and I'm not going to knock it for that. I, I just have a bit of a problem with the game dragging on a bit and the story and characters are kind of really not interesting and a bit annoying. Um, so, you know, for, for a lot of people, that's enough um, for it to like win that category. You know, the fact that it's like a co-op only game as well and you can only play it... Um, and you have like you can't like a lot of the puzzles and stuff have to be done with two people. So it is genuinely a, a good game, um, and it really excels in the in the gameplay and the, like the puzzle and the design department. Um, and it looks pretty as well. Um, I just it, it wouldn't have been my pick. That, that's all. That's all. Um, mm -hmm. So I, you know I I can't be mad. Um, I'm glad it won over some of the other candidates there. So that's that. Um, True. <laughs> Psychonauts 2 got nothing. Now Absolutely he's mad. Nothing. That's fucking pissed out, dude. Yeah, that is a bit that is a bit harsh, I think. It's just yeah. it, it's crazy because I mean I Deathloop got a couple of uh rewards, I ain't quite right, but from, from what I've heard, like how people have spoke about it, some people are like really impressed with it from a design um point. 
And it won Best Direction, which I think sounds about right. But then it also won Best Art Direction. And I'm like... I mean, it, it, it's hard to get a sense of art direction from just looking at the game and not actually playing it. But... I don't know. I'm just... Uh, I'm just going to be confused how it ended up getting out... <coughs> like, getting out, out voting Psychonauts 2 because the art direction in Psychonauts 2... It's not... Yeah. It's not a looker, Psychonauts 2. I mean, it looks good, but, it, you know, it's not. But it, the direction of the art is fantastic. Exactly. And how the levels intertwine with the narrative. And I, so I just... I'm really confused. I'm puzzled at why that happened. But, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, that, that is a bit strange. As soon as I saw, yeah, one art direction... Uh, I was literally just like, really? I was like, I mean, I'm sure it's great, but like, how did Psychonauts come out with nothing and that comes out with art direction? Like, yeah. that's, that's a bit weird. Like, if it's going to win anything, Psychonauts would win <laughs> art direction. Like, I feel like that's the category it kind I, of nailed, right? I thought so as well. But, hey, hey ho. There's literally a whole level where you're playing in teeth and there's a whole level where you're playing in like a hair world like this. So... You know, but nonetheless, you know, I'm happy for Arcane. As I've said on the show a few times, I'm a massive Arcane fan, so I'm glad that I think this is like the first time they've actually like won stuff at the Game Awards. So I am glad that there is some recognition that they're getting there. I think they've been nominated before, but I don't think they've actually. Maybe Prey did win some stuff. I can't remember, but I feel like Prey won some stuff. Yeah, maybe it did win like. It, it definitely got like awards for its DLC. I know that much, mm. but I don't know about base game. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, nonetheless, I am I am happy for that. Um, Death's Door got robbed in the indie department. Um, Keena Keena won, which was obviously very pretty, but um, just a bit confusing because it, it didn't review nearly as well as Death's Door. I think it came out at eighty one or something, whereas Death's Door was like an eighty nine or ninety. So mm. fuck happened there. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess Keena was just a bit more like experimental in its <laughs> in its genre it wasn't just like a, a a slashy platformer like death door is like death door did it very well but didn't necessarily come up with anything too uh new and groundbreaking like kina was kind of like its, its own thing i guess I guess a bit, more, a, bit, a bit more so. I mean, I'm just trying to make sense of it, dude, <laughs> so you don't blow up. I guess <laughs> you're like a ticking time bomb. I'll have to um, I'll have to play it eventually when it does come out, because um, this is a timed exclusive, so it will come out on other consoles eventually. Which, by the way, is really funny because those games came out at a similar time on their respective platforms: the Dead Store on Xbox and Keener on PlayStation. Dead Store's already it's coming out. I think it's out this month on other platforms. Kina won't be out. Yeah, it's definitely out for like a year. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know Death Store is definitely out on Switch. Um, I don't. I, I'm assuming it's probably out on PlayStation if that's the case. So yeah, yeah. for sure is. Our boys over at Playground one uh, did win something. You know, they got the Pity Award for audio design, um, which I mean, game sounds great. <laughs> um, but you know, it still baffles me that that game wasn't a game of the year contender. Like, if you weren't even going to give Psychonauts to anything. Like, at least put Forza in there, you know, so it's just like, there was some real snubbing yeah. that went on this year. Um, mm. Age of Empires won Best Sim slash Strat in that category, because that's one category, Best Simulation slash Strategy Game. Okay, how many contenders was it against? There's just five, it's always five. Jurassic. Or five total. I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't even think of five Simstrat games that came out no. this year. Uh, Lawn Mowing Simulator might come out too late. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I so that's good. And um, whoever, I can't remember the, the name of, of the voice actor, but the, the voice actor that did Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village um, won Best Voice Actor. Which, I mean, I, oh, nice. I don't think I had really much of a stake in the voice actors. I, I think both of the actors from Deathloop got nominated. Uh, I can't remember who else, though. Uh, her name was <coughs> Maggie Robertson. Oh, right. Cool. Who did Lady Dimitrescu. Um, Dimitrescu. Um, yeah, she did a good job. I played the game. It was pretty good. I said it's a bit weird that they didn't have Romanian accents, but whatever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, just I'm... all American. Oh. Yeah, they do that sometimes, don't they? Or sometimes they do like a American accent, but with like a different accent, like a, like an American but with a Romanian accent. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I'd rather I'd rather them I'd rather them just drive home and do their best performance as a as their American. Yeah. Rather than do that, because otherwise he just butchers it. It's like just lean into one heavily. <laughs> like just don't do it like a weird hybrid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So overall, um, I mean it was a pretty good showing for Xbox Game Studios in total. Um I thought it'd be just a little bit better with Psychonauts getting something um for how celebrated it was. <laughs> um but Forza Horizon 5 did win three awards in total. I said audio design, but they did actually they did obviously <laughs> win the best sports racing game and they've won a different category as well which was innovation and accessibility um which was which was good um the real surprise because best narrative i thought this is it psychonauts 2 here we go raz raz aquato we're gonna do it and guardians of the galaxy one um and i think this was like i i as, my, as salty as I am, I'm glad that this game has done well because um, when it came out, everybody was also obviously like a bit surprised. Everybody was like, oh, actually, this is quite good. Um, and all the reviews I've read, like, you know, people have been saying that it's actually a surprisingly good game. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not too mm-hmm. mad that that game won this category. I am sad that, that Psychonauts 2 didn't get it, especially, yeah. again, given the critical reception, it's quite a bit worse. You know, again, like... I think Guardians of the Galaxy is like an 81. Well, Psychonauts 2 is like an 89. But nonetheless, um, I'm not too mad about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I actually (laughs) just seething, (laughs) just slightly seething. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, you know, uh, I'm kind of happy for it. Uh, They did bounce back off a pretty rough uh, launch with Avengers, and everyone kind of thought this would. This would be pretty doo doo as well. Yeah. Um, and the game surprised everyone, you know, quite well. Um, and I heard it did excel in its in its characters and its its sort of storytelling and stuff like that was actually quite good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, drove home what the movies kind of laid the foundation for. So stayed quite true to its its direction. So fair enough, I guess. Yeah. And as I'm sure you're not. As I'm sure you're not surprised, El, uh, most am- the most anticipated game category went to Elden Ring again for the second year running. 
Um, <laughs> just cheating at this point. Just keep delaying it to keep getting that award. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but Jesus, the list of games in that category. The Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild sequel, and Starfield. Like, holy shit. It's, <laughs> it's mental. It's so stacked. It's unreal. Uh you, that, yeah. that reminds me of our fancy critic. I have to do another one of them. Where? Yeah, next year is going to be bonkers. Yeah, we uh, we there was eight of us in our the one that we sorted out this year, and I think me and Tim came third and fourth respectively. Um, I was Halo did me good. You know, I had Halo at the end of the year. I was hoping it would get me a good score, and it would have bumped me up to second. But one of our piece of shit friends, <laughs> <laughs> ex friend. Uh, had picked Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. I didn't even know what that was. I, I think I, I think I knew fourteen was the MMO. Um, yeah. But it was like an expansion, and I swear to God I had banned expansions, but nobody else had picked an expansion. Anyway, the game got like 94. I don't even know like how many reasons that's based on. Oh, look. <laughs> Little shit. God's sake. Do this. Oh, fuck it. I'm kidding. So this guy uh, like rocketed like so it was like 28 points he like rocketed straight to first place and I'm, I'm kind of mad about it because <laughs> he, he snatched um he snatched it last year if you remember like at the very end of the year okay. um, yeah I can't remember so what he won it, it two was. years in a row what? yeah he won last snake. year as well um Absolute like snake. by like 0.5 of a point with some like some weird shit I can't remember but as we said, most most of the placement this year was pretty much dictated by how many of your games actually released. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I th- I think we probably would have beat him um, if a, if a couple or one of our games actually did release that we picked. I mean, I feel like if Elden Ring released this year, I probably I probably would have shot up to a uh, top two, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I was just missing Hollow Knight Silk Song, which would have been a shoe in for some good points, but unfortunately, we never heard from mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, you really love Hollow Knight, don't you? I do, yeah. Hollow Knight was wicked. Um, wasn't expecting to. And can I just say, fuck Mario Golf. <laughs> that game screwed me over so hard. Mate. When you when you, when when you picked that, we were all just like, because I think we were all like in the in the Xbox party just like chilling while we were picking our games and stuff and we were literally just like oh nice pick that's a shoe in for some points like mario always does well so and we looked at like, the previous golf games and we're like yeah and then obviously we knew about it and we're like look at how many game modes it's got look how yeah. many characters it's got we're like easy fucking <laughs> <laughs> absolutely shafted you what do you get like 70 or something yeah, 71 you get your minus so, points 71, yeah so not minus but one point it's just like oh my god so I don't think I've ever seen a Mario game get below eighty. No, <laughs> like it's so rare. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Jesus, it's fucking hilarious, dude. And actually, just having a little look yeah. here, that Final Fantasy Endwalker is only—it's only based on seven reviews. Oh, oh. I mean, we know that he didn't really win. Let's be honest. <laughs> we, like, he won, but we've made him feel like he hasn't. <laughs> yeah, if we just treat him like an outsider. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, can't, I can't remember what my what my best game was this year. Uh, yours was Deathloop, I think. Probably, it's either Deathloop or Rise, I think. They oh, both yeah. did pretty well. I think, I think they got exactly the same score, you know. 
Yeah, Monsanto Rise. Um, two very solid. Which is picks. always a safe bet. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a safe bet these days. Um, getting Monsanto. I mean, you wouldn't have thought. I mean, we we've, we've been paying Monsanto since we were fucking little babies. You wouldn't have thought ever from a Western audience standpoint that Monsanto would be a safe bet for some high scores, would you? But yeah. this is this is the day and age we live in now. I mean, it's a fucking huge IP now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy how far it's come. It really is. Um, yeah, fucking hell. I mean, we had one friend who ended the year on minus seven. <laughs> so useless. <laughs> the best. So yeah. useless. Yeah, we, what, 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 one of our friends as well literally just picked like his games and like 80% of them just didn't release. He only had like one release and he still beat the guy who, who was like minus seven because he picked... Uh, what, what really shafted him was Biomutant and Battlefield, wasn't it? Which uh, Battlefield, we agreed, was harsh. Like most of the time, that's quite a safe bet to at least bag you a couple points or not minus, let's be real. Um but Biomutant was a pretty stupid pick. Like the the game, the game was a dark horse uh, at best. Like if it excelled, everyone would have been surprised. If it didn't, everyone would have just been okay with it. Yeah, as well. I, mean, I, I think it did look quite good. Um, I think you could tell there were some rough edges, but I don't think I would have looked at it and thought this was getting much higher than an eight. Um, yeah, yeah, and exactly. it's a new IP. Like new IP, like it is a gamble to to, to pick a new IP. I think. Um, I've heard I've heard some people do quite like it. Like the general foundation <laughs> of the game is pretty good. It was just a bit jank, and it yeah. was just made by a bit of a an unknown studio and stuff like that. So um, with a bit of polish and some updates, might be a pretty good game at some point to yeah. pick up in a sale. A little bit of fun. Yeah, if they do it by mutant two, I'm sure it'll be improved on massively. Yeah. Huh. Fancy critic. Yeah, that would be a weird one next year. Yeah. I... It's good fun though. I do for, for for anyone listening and you're into games and you like that sort of you've always been like I want to do fantasy football but games. Yeah. Check out Fantasy Critic because it is it is good fun. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically what it is. You pick games, you get points, you battle your friends, done. Yeah. It's good fun. It is. No, it's good. It is good. Lovely. Okay, so next up, um, it's really beyond the sort of the awards. It's sort of the announcements that we had during the game awards, and um, obviously we started with, uh, but Hellblade Two was right at the beginning, and Jeff like really sold it as he was. He was like, "What you're about to see is entirely gameplay," <laughs> and then obviously cuts to Ninja Theory, and I was like rubbing my hands. Just drops bug snacks too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Next <laughs> three. Um, so obviously you, you watched this afterwards because you were in you were MIA. Um mm-hmm. and this I mean it looks unbelievable. I mean It looked fucking like I mean I, I haven't played Hellblade One. <clears throat> I don't consider myself a fan, but looking at it from a, a visual standpoint, watching that trailer, that was fucking ridiculous. It was, yeah, it was absolutely. It's, yeah. it's almost criminal. I feel like I should lock the. They're doing something <laughs> illegal, something. It's uh, well, they, you know, they the reason they get because I mean, Hellblade One did look very, very good. Um, but the reason they get yeah. such good visuals is because they they scan everything in. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I watched them. that that trailer. Yeah, of, of, of them going to all the the locations and stuff yeah. like that, and yeah, scanning in all the objects and the environments and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's I cool, mean, man. if you haven't seen it yet, I mean, get it on your four K TV and watch it because it's it look it looks absolutely unbelievable. I think there were some people who um, thought, and the premise is really interesting as well because it's like one step further. Like a lot, a lot of the themes from Hellblade One are clearly carrying over there, but there's like other people in this, which isn't really a theme. You're very much by by yourself in Hellblade One, um, but um, I know some people were irritated by the fact that they didn't really show combat. Like it was, it was very much like a scripted sequence, wasn't it? You know, you like yes. sort of walked down the yeah. cave, came back, turned around, you'd, you'd aim these spears by the looks of it, and then throw them. Um, but I mean, I, I guess that's something they'll they'll say for later as well. We we didn't get a release date, so this is still, I reckon this is still up in the air if it even makes twenty twenty two. Yeah. So this very much might be a 2023 thing, in which case we might see combat at next year's Video Game Awards. Uh, so we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, I, I remain really, really excited for that game. It's, it looks absolutely ridiculous, and it's it's funny actually because when I was reading like some of the Reddit comments, it's just it's just so stupid because this is like the, this is going to be like the premier like third person action adventure. Like here's your God of War game. You know, you mm-hmm. slow walk and talk um, with lots of scripts and sequences um the third person combat kind of game and in the comments people were like oh this is a oh like <laughs> this isn't really gameplay is it like i'd like to see more and it's like you just can't win can you because like people have been asking for people for microsoft to make a game like this for like five six seven years now and then like it finally comes yeah. out it's not even in the same league as other games in terms of like fidelity like in, in a league of its own and people are like it's not really what I want, is it? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, a bit boring. Can't wait. Wanted boring. to watch a movie, I go to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cheaper too. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, not with Games Pass though. Get Games Pass now. We're starting one pound a month for three months. The first time. Yeah, but... being about you're speaking really fast. <laughs> you're like a car salesman. Thank you. In another life. So that was Hellblade Two. Looks phenomenal. Uh, still want to see more. Um, I'm. I'm Loving how the game's shaping up. Um, can, yeah, it's still one of my most anticipated. It looks absolutely phenomenal. That's really hard to say. Out of nowhere, we had Alan Wake 2 as well. That is a surprise. I... Not uh... the biggest surprise on the, on, on the list when you said it to me, but I was very surprised. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing the, uh, the, the whole remake thing was a little test of wars. To how uh, how loyal the fan base still is, yeah, it seems to be how much they still thing, like it, it, and yeah. and how how new people will. Um... <laughs> Sorry, right. I think it's a bug. <laughs> uh, how <laughs> new people job. will receive the game, uh, and obviously it, it it obviously did quite well. So they were just like, let's make a sequel, let's yeah. do it, uh, and I'm glad because I liked Alan Wake one, and uh, I like. It's definitely something I never would have thought would get a sequel, so I'm kind of happy. I guess they um they, they were probably testing the waters in terms of popularity on PlayStation as well, because Alan Wake Remastered was the first time the series came to other consoles. Um, yeah, so that was that that was nice. I guess yeah, then they must have had they must have greenlit it, and they said that this one is their first attempt at survival horror for Remedy. So then it's not uh-huh. purely like a 
synth, like, you know, I don't know what you'd call it, like action horror, I guess. It's more survival horror, um, mm-hmm. which is quite an interesting turn, I think, for the franchise. So, okay. yeah, I think that's quite cool. I think I, I'm guessing no release date, no gameplay. It's literally just, it's so early. Like you said, it's probably just got green lit, like, probably like beginning of this year maybe or something yeah i've got no idea um i, I don't think there was a date um but yeah there was no game yeah, it was just a cgi trailer which was uh, it was good was quite good but yeah mm-hmm. cool next up wonder woman by monolith studios those who don't know monolith are the team that made the shadow of war and shadow of mordor lord of the ring games um They've said in the specs for sort of the game that there's going to be a nemesis system, which is great. Um, if I remember, actually, I think Warner Bros. Did they patent this? I can't remember. I, remember I think they did. We had a conversation yeah. about this, didn't we? Yeah, they patented it, which is a bit of a shame because it's a really cool system. But um, hmm. well, I don't know how well it works in a Wonder Woman universe versus a Lord of the Rings universe. Nonetheless, I'm sure I've got the wrinkles sorted, but... Um, hmm. This was, and after I, I kind of missed this trailer. I just saw the announcement at the end, but from what I could tell, it was just like a, a, a nothing teaser, like CGI teaser trailer, you know. Um, so, yeah. um, I actually think this is really cool. Um, I would never have been interested in the character, the Wonder Woman character, but I really liked the movie, the one from a couple of years ago. I thought it was really good. Um, it's probably the best, my favorite the first movie. one. Yeah, I haven't seen the second one. The set of you don't, oh, okay. just don't, okay, just don't ever watch it, okay. <laughs> It's it's fucking awful, dude. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Seriously bad. And I know you and Beth are sort of like movie buffs. I think it actually might make you vom. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fine. Well, I really like the first one. I'm sorry, I really like the only one. The only one of them that's just been released. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bingo. Uh, so, um, I think that there's got a lot of potential here. I, I'm a really big fan of this. The weird thing about this mm-hmm. was that there was no console announced. And that's weird. Usually at the end of these games, it pops up PlayStation symbol, Xbox symbol, Steam, Stadia. None of that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Makes me think there's bargaining going on at the moment. <laughs> Someone wants exclusivity on this game, um, which isn't too surprising. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll have to see, but it wouldn't spread. You know, we had this whole conversation about Xbox trying to do. DC, well, Sony tries to lock down Marvel stuff, so it went to, and, and we know Xbox are close to Warner Bros. Monolith is a Warner Bros. studio. Um, so, it surprise me. I'd be going for that. Yeah, I think there's there's so much potential in, um, oh god, good stretch. There's so much potential in um, in DC games. Um, just, just as much as Marvel. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Uh, and I think this has potential too. Um, yeah, I, I mean the whole like nemesis system. Again, I don't. It worked really well because it was like armies of orcs and commanders and stuff like that. Wonder Woman kind of just fights bad guys. Like and this is a different faction. It might just be like a specific faction from the comics that you know. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Nonetheless, I, like, yeah. I, I mean, it depends where they set it, right? We, we both love the system. The system in and of itself is really good. Um, the number mm-hmm. system it, it is very, very good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Next up, we had, out of nowhere, a Telltale game. Did, did they know it shut down or something? I can't remember. Um, the Expanse. They're doing an Expanse game, um, which is like a TV show, and it's like a Netflix series. Um, 
Which I've heard so, good yeah. things about. It's like a space space in it. I think there's space in it, yeah. I think there's yeah. Sci-fi, I think. Yeah. Um so I mean I, from what I can tell, judging by the community reaction, there, there was quite a bit of excitement for this. Um and it was just kind of a bit of a surprise because the Telltale White like, as I say, I, I thought they were had kind of gone out gone under. They did all, yeah, they did all of the Wolf Among Us and then Game of Thrones and then Guardians of the Galaxy. They did so fucking much. Yeah. I don't think they went under. I don't know. But yeah, I do remember something. Something in the news about that. But I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, it closed in October 2018 after filing for bankruptcy protection. So, I mean, what what what's happened here? I don't know. No idea. Don't know how they've managed. They're back. <laughs> the back, I guess. Like, what the fuck? I can't even see anything. Whatever. So yeah, it's um that that it, it's just an interesting thing. I I was like when I saw Telltale pop up, um, I was like I said I was like this is for sure going to be a Marvel property or it's going to be like Wolf Among Us because they're like a safe property to for them mm-hmm. to like get back in, um, and. I mean, I was kind of right. <laughs> the expense, I guess, is kind of like it's blending from a property rather than their own thing. Um, but yeah, I, just just a bit of a peculiar one, but yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, you still excited for a Gollum game? No. Why not? Because it's fucking Gollum. I don't want to play as fucking Gollum. <laughs> I don't want to play as some soiled loincloth wearing gremlin. Just like running through dank caves, <laughs> catching fish and hissing at people. <laughs> I don't, don't want to do that. <laughs> I want my Lord of the Rings universe experience to be a little bit more epic than that. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I really just, I really just shat on that whole game, didn't I? It's, it's just weird because like they, they need to sell. Gollum is an interesting character. It's just you need to sell me on how this is going to be an interesting game to play and not watch. Like, why could this not have been mm-hmm. an, like a, a TV show or like a short movie? Or a Telltale. Gollum? Or a Telltale. Work well as a Telltale. What's like, the gameplay? I, yeah, what's my weapon of choice? Rock A and Rock B. <laughs> Bite rock finger B's off. more pointy. <laughs> rock A's more blunt damage. <laughs> like I don't understand. Show gremlin cock. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus day. That felt like an off podcast joke, but, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it's in. You got a glimpse of our actual humour. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> I've had a few late nights. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Yeah, man. I I, I don't know. Uh, there's something... I'm rooting for this game, but I'm just confused. I'm just confused. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know how they're going to make it interesting because... I mean, I, I think they've said it's like a stealth game, so I guess you're just... Like a stealth narrative, so you're just going to be creeping up behind orcs and fucking snapping their necks or biting on their necks. And that's... Mm-hmm. Like, is there going to be RPG elements? Like, what? Like by the end of it, is Gollum going to be, like, standing upright with, like, a suit of armour and a sword and a shield? Like, how yeah. does this work? I don't just snap necks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
now I summon fucking ring wraith spirits that do my bidding. <laughs> Celebrimbor, get me a fish. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I I do kind of uh, while you recover, I do kind of agree. I just don't know where this this game's direction is going. Uh, it's I don't know what kind of deep story like you could also do around Gollum that we don't already know about him and the no. corruption of the ring or whatever. Like, well, are we just gonna see him slowly molding away and turning into what he is. It's yeah. not really that exciting. Um, yeah, when does it take place? I don't think it's canon. It's probably not. Yeah, I I, I can't imagine it being canon. Gollum only does one thing. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like if it's canon, it's just we've seen it before, and it's not going to be exciting. He's a um, hobbit, dude. Maybe I bet. I bet there's a whole fucking like morality system or some shit because he has like a split personality, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, yeah. They'll definitely dive into that side of things. I'm sure because he's a um, hobbit. But it's just I I don't know it's just it's just not that exciting and I feel, and I feel like it's been in development for so long it's yeah. a golem game <laughs> what's yeah. happening here <laughs> yeah yeah like I don't know but hey I I don't want to shit on the devs any more than I already have in this five to ten minute segment God. um it could it could be fine and it it could be a a, a bit of fun. But I can't. I can't imagine this being a, a, a pretty, a, a pretty good game. Like I can just, I can just see it being so average at best, personally. Um, and you said Gollum's an interesting character. I just don't think he he is, but he's he's interesting from a cinematic perspective and the story that we see him in. I just don't think from a gameplay perspective. I just don't think he he transitions into. Uh, a video game character that well, yeah. personally, like someone like Legolas or Aragorn or um, or Celebrimbor and that guy you play. I forgot his name now. Um, in, Talion. Uh, in the Talion, they they're cool. They're epic. They're warriors. They've got powers and they do cool shit. Um, I don't know, Gollum taking out an orc camp. Yeah, I don't know. It's not not every game needs to be a power fantasy, but like I'm I'm definitely with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I just I don't know how that translates into gameplay. Um, uh, so yeah, it's it, it's a it's a wait and see kind of thing because look, there's not much we haven't seen anything or there hasn't really been much indication as to what the gameplay is going to look like, other than saying that it's like stealth. Um, so yeah, whatever. We'll have to we'll just have to see. Um, but it's in concept. I don't think there's anybody really excited about this. So whatever. Um, I hope they prove me wrong. Uh, next up, Star Wars Eclipse, new Star Wars game. Um, the trailer for this was really good. It was like a CGI trailer. It was a really good trailer. Um, now, arguably, the downside to this uh, is that it's made by Quantic Dream. Not only is the director of Quantic Dream, David Cage, a level three fuckhead, um, 
their, <laughs> their games are like interactive dramas, which isn't, which is fine. I have enjoyed an interactive drama before uh, in, my, in, my, in my time, but I guess I was hoping it wouldn't be. <laughs> um so yeah. and especially because on the Xbox side, you know, Knights of the Old Republic is something that PlayStation have locked down for a year. So mm-hmm. that's gonna come out when we see gameplay for that. Like it's gonna look gorgeous, it's gonna look good, you know. Um so yeah, whatever. I, there are people out there who are excited for this, to be honest. It's not really my thing. Quantic Dream, just in case you didn't know, did games like Detroit Become Human on PlayStation, mm-hmm. they did Beyond Two Souls. Um and they did heavy rain. Yeah, I think the same people who did Detroit did heavy rain. So yeah, yeah, it's just these guys, Quantum Dream. So um, I think it's an exciting announcement for most people, but um, it's not really doing anything for me at this point in time. To be honest, uh, I think yeah. a lot of Star Wars. I mean, I know a lot of Star Wars is about the characters, but a lot of it is about like the combat and the fun. So I mean, it's kind of like the inverse of what we just said about Gollum. Um, but yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, no, I agree. Crossfire got a release date of February 2022, um, which uh, is obviously an Xbox exclusive at this time. Um, could not give a shit about that multiplayer. However, no. Remedy have been doing the single player. And from what I keep seeing about it, looks good. it looks fun. It looks good. It looks genuinely good. Um, they, they consistently do good stories, um, Remedy. So I'll be keeping an eye on it. If it reviews well, it'll be on Games Pass. I will... Um, I'll probably give it a play. Uh, it looks fun, even if it does look like standard Western military shooter with bits and bobs, but I'm sure it'll be written well because it's Remedy and that's what Remedy do. Yeah. Did you ever play Warhammer 40k Space Marine? I think I did really briefly, but no, not really. It was like the Gears of War take on a, on a Warhammer game, wasn't it? I was it. I, I, I don't know anything about this franchise really i'm pretty sure they they did the over the shoulder shooter from a space marine perspective very very gears of war-esque um and i don't think it did great i think it did okay um but it was it was very much when gears of war was center of attention um Mm. and the new shit hot thing and they were like oh let's try and do this for a different ip right um but yeah. Oh yeah, I recognise the the cover actually. Yeah, it got seventy six on Metacritic back in two thousand and eleven. So yeah, it was around that time. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Well, apparently so it wasn't wasn't horrible. No, yeah, but, but apparently it's had a bit of a cult following. Um, like I said, I, I really am not familiar with this universe outside of the rat one, <laughs> outside of Vermintide. Um, but they announced a Space Marine two, which um, from what I understand, there's actually quite a lot of excitement about. Yeah, I can see that being pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, the trailer was was quite cool. Um, there's a bit of like the design is like kind of weird to me. I don't know. It's like the animations or something. We it's just a CGI trailer, but the way that they like are killing these dudes is like really weird. Because you know how like when they use chainsaws in on the Lancelot gears, they like proper like force it down and they like split open. With these, they've got like these swords that have spinning, and they're just like. It's like they're just like slicing like butter. through butter. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> like 
but whatever you know it's just a, it's, a, it's a really weird nitpick but you just like it's just something i noticed in the trailer hmm. there was a new announcement of a game called evil west and i heard this name and i was like oh my god <laughs> evil west <laughs> um and then they started showing gameplay and i was like hold the phone hold the fucking phone and it's like some it's like doom meets like like shooty shooty god of war like i don't really know how to describe it like doom maybe meets remnant or something like and it had like it had like cqc like combos as well he would like uppercut people with his like mechanical fist and like juggle it's like maybe like a bit of dmc in there as well um it looked it looked kind of good actually um Mm, does look cool that was the it, yeah, it really surprised me. I don't know if it got a release date, uh, but the publisher is Focus Home Interactive and the developer is Flying Wild Hogs. So I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> Polish developer, apparently. So, yeah, yeah, it looked cool though. Um, but I just think it's a really shit name, <laughs> but it looked cool. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I've, I've just I've just done a quick little Google search on it. It does look cool, yeah, yeah, yeah the gameplay are really smooth. Cool, okay. Uh, next up, we had uh, some gameplay for Plague's Tale Requiem. Um, I don't know if I've spoken about it on the show. I've, I've played through the first one, and it was really good. I think I gave it, I gave it like an 8 or an 8.5 or something. Yeah, definitely would recommend. Uh, really good, really unique. Um, and it looks gorgeous as well. Um, it looks really, really pretty. Um, and uh, that was 2022. I don't think they gave a date, uh, but 2022. So that looks exciting looks like there's been a big up uh, like uh, more of a combat focus in this one it's like crossbow and everything rather than it being mostly stealth okay interesting finally cuphead got a release date for its dlc the delicious last course the delicious last course the delicious last course does it come in with online car that's a good question actually i don't know because I would love to play through that game again if it had online co-op. Yeah, I don't know if they ever actually added that. Because I remember them saying that they will, they would add it. I don't know if they ever yeah. did. They seem to be very slow at making things for that game. I, I understand why. Because everything's like hand-drawn and shit. There's only two of them as well. Um, yeah, and there's only two people. But uh, that's obviously has to reason why this DLC is taking an insane amount of time to actually come out and uh online co-op and stuff like that but there's no reason why xbox can't just be like here's a small team to help you develop the online co-op well but this isn't an xbox thing anymore like the cuphead's multiplayer now has been for a while oh yeah that's um, true and the other thing is um they've obviously been very busy with their netflix series as well so that's another reason why i think this took so long yeah um, yeah i guess when you factor all that in yeah I'll give it, give it a quick search to see if there is any online call, but I, I'm not really getting, there is. I'm not getting any clear answers, which makes me think no. Um, I, I occasionally still give it a quick Google because um, I've, I've, I've always had that game installed on my Xbox. So I yeah. got rid of it once. Um, so every sort of so-and-so months, I do give it a quick Google and yeah, no, there's been no update for it because uh, that game was fucking excellent so good i'd love i'd love to play that that dlc when it comes out did the dlc get released it did yeah um i 
can't remember. Have I not put it in my name? Put it in my notes. Um, That's fine. While you Google it, um, yeah, because we we sort of like blitzed that game together, uh, like couch co-op in a weekend, and it was fucking great. Like I love that game so much. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. And this would be the perfect time with us, you know, potentially not being in the same area um, to be able to actually play that online co-op. Yeah. Um, because it's the sort of thing which, yes, I would love to play it, but I would I would only like to sort of play it with you. So um, I feel like that's cut bed and it's it is best experience is to play it with someone. Um, Just sweet. So... No, I mean, I said with someone, you're replaceable. In this oh, okay. Scenario. That's not what you said, but that's fine. <laughs> um, Play it with my dog. <laughs> um, June 30th was when they said Oh, wow. Yeah, so still half a year away. So still, still, still cool. Yeah. Um, you'll be able to play through new levels, cycle new bosses, and use a new character named Miss Chalice. Um, but yeah, nothing. Miss Chalice. Yeah. Oh, Sounds cute. Might might just have to be an excuse for us to um to meet up and torture ourselves. Boo, <laughs> boo! I hate. It's near our birthdays. To be fair, so we could do. Oh, that's true. Cool. Uh, we also had uh, a Halo TV series trailer, it's like an actual trailer. There was a teaser last week, um, and then there was like an actual trailer for it, um, which looked hell yeah, surprisingly good. Like it was a big budget. Like the effects on this were really good, like Hollywood standard. Um, and the costume design oh, wow. was really good as well. Obviously, I can't speak to the story or the plot or anything. Um, because I'm pretty sure that this TV series is non-canon. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Um, okay. Because they're making it, it's like a chief story, you know, rather than something in the edge of the universe that that could be canon. Um. Hmm. But yeah, it looked surprisingly good in terms of budget and production like quality. So um, yeah, um, I'm excited to watch it. It's weird that it, I don't know where we're going to be able to watch it because Paramount Plus is where it's airing. But do we even have that? Like, I don't know if someone will make a deal to get it for us. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we you can subscribe to Paramount Plus. Yeah, can we? I'm pretty sure there's an app for it on the Xbox. Yeah, oh. I think. Or it's just something we might have to just watch on our. A TV app or a laptop app, and just use like a VPN or something. But yeah. we'll be able to access it. Yeah, just okay. a question of where. I'm. I'm pretty sure Paramount Plus is definitely. I'm pretty sure you can get it in the UK. Mm. Okay, oh, that's good to know. Um, I think that did get a date as well, but um, I can't remember when it was. I think it was early 2022. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. Halo series could be pretty fun, cool. Yeah, yeah, they've done they've done decent. I mean, like the transmedia stuff for Halo is is generally considered pretty good, from what I understand. Like a, a lot of the books are considered really good. Um, you know, we had like mm-hmm. the Forward Unto Dawn, which was not bad. Um, so I liked it. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was decent. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, there's there's a, there, there is that to look forward to, and then. It's really sort of the final thing that happened. It happened after the show, but it was the only thing that sort of I, I feel that was kind of worth noting was um, Scorn. The game that kind of vanished off the face of the earth after showing us its fleshy innards. Um, oh, yeah. And they just did like a CGI trailer with an announcement for October 2022. <laughs> so, ah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah we, we, we were saying, why didn't they try and aim for October this year? But yeah, obviously 
development. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. They're going for October. So that's happening. It's just it's just funny that that game's going to end up coming out like eight months after Stalker. <laughs> you know, like Stalker we heard about uh, like quite a bit after after Scorn. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was the video game awards. And that was the video game awards. Um, to be honest, we've rounded out two hours here. There's some other little stuff like PlayStation acquired another studio. Um, they're called Valkyrie Entertainment, and they're like a support studio. Um, but I don't really have anything to add to this other than like it makes sense. Like they're gearing up on like the support side with PC studios and support studios, and I know everybody's chomping at the bit for like Xbox to make another acquisition, but. Um, which I mean, they'll have to if they want to stay ahead of PlayStation because PlayStation are, you know, they are acquiring these smaller like fringe studios, but it's going to help with their output. But that's the whole point, you know. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And the only other thing was um, this Matrix Unreal Engine Five demo. Have you seen? You've probably seen this plastered around the place. Um, I have seen a glimpse of it. Yeah, I had a very quick look. Uh, I haven't. I've got it installed. I haven't booted up on my Xbox. But I had. A, I saw some like adverts for it online, and it does look like very good. Um, but interesting to note, the coalition like went and helped out with this, obviously because they're considered like you know experts with the, the Unreal Engine, because a lot of them the, the t- of the team are left over from Epic. Um, yeah. So a lot of that team have been working with Unreal Engine and helped develop Unreal Engine and the new um, engines. So. Um, they they played a big part in that, so I mean it gives us an idea of not only what these games are going to look like, but how Coalition are going to leverage this for whatever their next thing is, whether that be Gear Six or something new. We know they're doing something else new. Um, yeah, just to see what that sort of looks like. Oh, cool. Yeah, I have to I have to check it out in its entirety. But yeah, yeah, I've heard it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, well that's the show, everyone. Um, we, I. I don't know what's going to happen next week, frankly. Um, I can't believe I'm not going to have a reason. I mean, we're going to have like Halo multiplayer stuff to speak about. I'm, I don't doubt, but mm-hmm. I'm sure that'll be a recurring portion of the show. But I can't believe I don't have any like Halo speculation or anything else to like go by week by week. Truly, weird. the end of an era. It's going to be a weird week next week. Yeah, it really is. You might just have to turn up and make Gollum jokes for an hour and then... I could do that. And then end it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay, ladies and gents. Um, thanks for coming today. Um, we will um, be. We will see you next week. Have a good lead up to Christmas. Um, eat a nice piece of chocolate. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.